What's up, guys? What's up, New England and beyond? Uh, the Special Room Podcast tonight. We're doing the Summer 2022 Amateur Rankings uh, with my two homeboys here, Travis Lazar and uh, Lars Borson, man. What's up, my, my men, my friends? What's going on, brother? Um, Travis, what's going on? Where are you? Wait, you outside? Um, you outside I, inside? I'm at my mom's house. <laughs> That's right. Laz, where are you? Living room, uh, bedroom? Where are you hanging out tonight? I've, I've been in uh, my daughter's bedroom. The only place I can get some peace and quiet right now. Excellent, my guys. Well, as we uh, all know, we uh, kind of uh, talked about tonight and tomorrow night. Tonight is the amateur rankings. Tomorrow night at 8 p.m. is the pro rankings. But uh, tonight is all about the amateur, fellas. Uh, it's been a while since I had you on the show. Uh, and uh, it's been a while since we had a rankings uh, done. So, Laz, before we start with this, uh, these rankings, tell us, uh, you know, um, what what went on with these rankings, and uh, you know how long it's been since the last ones we done. We did um, the last ones we did were year end twenty twenty one. So it's been about six months. So this is good timing, middle of the year rankings. Um, you know, we got a lot of time and effort into these. We just kept it. We didn't We didn't put out a fan vote or a promotional vote this time. It's just too much work trying to chase people down and compile everything. Um, you know, a lot of times the rankings came out exactly how we would think they would anyway. So we just kind of put our heads together this year and or the, this time around. And I think uh, there's some interesting stuff on here, uh, but I think they're pretty damn accurate. And hopefully it'll create some discussion and maybe some future matchups that promotions could pinpoint but i like doing this stuff it's just you know we've been working on this for what a month travis maybe longer yeah so it's uh yeah we started it the last time we were on steve's podcast and we started it that day really yeah yeah so it's been it's been a while but it's it's good it's good to kind of give these guys some shine who are on these on these banners and um you know hopefully it creates some discussion in the community as well uh, by the way, um, nice hat there, Lars. I'm still waiting for mine to uh, make its way to my uh, mailbox. I guess I'll I'll order one on my own. But that's a fabulous looking uh, hat. I'll put the order, and I owe uh, Maddie C one as well. So. Really? Oh, excellent, Maddie C. Uh, shouting out to us on our Instagram page. Yeah, today. Maddie C wants the three of us on his show. He bad. wants a, he wants a threesome with uh, he wants million. a tre- he wants a he wants a quad. Quad four way quad MMA. Look at this. New I told MMA. him my cat's gonna make an appearance. That was his hair. Fuck He's it. off the team. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> so guys. We're going to try to keep it down to an hour, so uh, we're going to have to speed through a couple of these. Uh, even though we say that now, we kind of never do because we get talking about them. But uh, we're going to go from the heavyweights down to uh, the flyweights. Uh, we'll throw in the females at the end there. Um, as far as the amateur female, it's uh, mostly that's going to be a pound-for-pound pound, uh, list right there. So uh, with that said, we're going to go with the heavyweights right now. So um, – I'm going to flash that on on my other screen here. And uh, I don't know. You'll be able to see it, but you guys are on a kind of a, a delay here. So um, I've got oh, mine pulled up on my phone, so I should be. Excellent. Prepared. So I got the cover. Uh, I want to say, Lars, great fucking posters, by the way. Um, they came out you excellent. Like yeah, of course I like them. They came right. out fucking great. I, I threw in the belts, and, uh, you know, if they went up or down the ranking, I think it looks like. Excellent, my man. All right, well, let's go through the first ones, man. Um, the amateur heavyweights, bro. So here we go uh, from uh, top to bottom. Uh, what's going on over there? Uh, yeah, we got, uh, who's that we got our heavyweight We got our heavyweight king right now in uh, the amateur ranks in New England. Uh, without a doubt, Hassan Graham. He is the Cage Titans reigning defending heavyweight champion. Um, so he has beat... Uh, a couple guys on this list already, so he's well deserving of the top spot. Um, look out for the bounty hunter going forward. Uh, he's going to have some big things uh, to do. Then we got um, the former champion of Cage Titans. Um, he is also a champion in Vermont, Jeff Sovlian. He is at a South Shore Sport Fighting tough dude. Um, really the best fight that Graham's seen yet. Um, then we got Deshaun White, who just had a huge debut against. Uh, uh, Donovan Lozada, um, who is further down here on the list. So um, we got some tough competition at like the, the two through five or six area right there, but there's an undisputed king in New England, and it is Hassan the Bounty Hunter Graham. 
Excellent. Uh, dispatching his recent uh, victim in uh, Jack Burke with a, a Kessa. What the? I don't even know what submission that was on it, but it was something that just uh, was too intense to uh, take. And it was a collar choke. A collar choke. Um, yeah, and uh, Jack still ends up at uh, number eight on our list uh, in this one here. He's a tough dude. He's done some training out of Jackson and Wink. Um, has a big win in uh, NEF, so he's still on the list. And Max Lombardo uh, did fight Hassan Graham. I think it was Hassan's first uh, amateur fight, first or second amateur fight. Yeah, and- it was his first or second amateur fight. Uh, another guy, Max Lombardo, is a tough dude. He basically will line up with anyone, and uh, we've seen that so far in his career. He's two and three, but he always comes out to fight, always shows up. He's a little bit older, so... Uh, if he deserves to be on there, man, he's just uh, taken on some of the younger guys. Um, and it's hard to say in, in a, in not such a, a stacked division, but maybe he's kind of the gatekeeper of the uh, new England heavyweight division, if you will. Excellent. He's got a fight coming up. I'm not sure where it is, but I did see his name somewhere about a fight coming up uh, within a month or so. Um, before we move on, um, Lars, anything you want to say about this division? I want to say one thing at the end, maybe about a future matchup, but, uh, anything you want to say, Lars? No, I think this one's pretty cut and dried. Uh, Hassan Graham deserves to be at the top. Uh, he's looked impressive in his four first fights. There's really no question. He's beaten number two. He's beaten number seven. He's beaten number eight. Um, you know, another guy to keep your eye on here is, Number four, Nayu Shar. He's only fought one time, but I believe it was at Combat Zone. He fought Bruce Pacey, maybe. And it was a vicious, vicious knockout. He looked really impressive. But right now, Hassan Graham seems to be of the mold where he has potential to get to the next level, um, you know, if he continues to progress the way he is. He's big. He's athletic. um, He's powerful. You know, he showed some of his grappling game against uh, Jack Burke. And it was, geez, he's a scary dude. And, um, you know, I know what, what matchups you're going to be calling out here. I, I think there was something in the Cage Titans cage, right, Steve? Yeah, it was um, Deshaun White out of uh, Triforce. Um, and it's interesting because he's only got one uh, amateur fight, which was, you know, a couple of weeks ago or so, three weeks. Um, but he's already in that talk about a heavyweight title fight. And it's not only because of, uh, you know, his what he showed that night, but the division is thin. I mean, uh, as you can see, I mean, we got one and ones as, uh, you know, from from the, the, you know, the eight on through 10. So it's hard to, you know, people got to come into account. It's hard to get a lot of these divisions and work a one through 10. And when you have guys that make, uh, you know, an outstanding performance like that, um, you know, one and oh, it doesn't matter. I mean, you're so thin here, man. Uh, let's make it happen. Let's uh, let's let's get a fight going if that's what the fans want. Yeah, he looks super impressive in his pro debut. I mean, his Amy debut against Lazarda. He just kind of ran right through him. Um, so I, I definitely think Desha- uh, Deshaun White is a prospect to look at here. Um, yeah, it, it, it makes sense. And it's one of these divisions where you're heavyweights. So you got two guys going into the cage that amass over 500 pounds of energy somebody's gonna be the hammer somebody's gonna be the nail and that's why you see some of these um close to 500 records creeping up the rankings um but then there's there's that man at the top with the zero at the end of his record that's uh that's got that belt so excellent well interesting uh a lot of big fists will fly in the future maybe at cage titans uh on uh August 27th. We don't know yet. There's a lot of stuff going on there. All right, so let's move on to uh, the light heavyweights. Let me go retrieve that, put our little poster back up there, and let me go find that sucker. Um, oh, it's easy to find because there's no one there. All right, so yeah. there. <laughs> okay, uh, so light heavies, here we go. Um, you know, I have to uh, play ignorance here. I don't know half these pieces. Piece, I don't know much of these guys here except for George. Uh, Pessimistus in, uh, you know, number rank number five. I've seen him fight a couple of times uh, for um, for Neff, I do believe. Yeah, it's a pretty yeah, good Yeah, tough yeah. one to put together here. It was, uh, um, it, 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 there weren't many options, so this is what we're left with. But the only commentary I have here, because honestly, I've seen uh, Pessimistus 
that's a hard name to say. Yeah, it's like Mississippi. Uh, a few times. <laughs> uh, same with David Carthy, and I saw Seth Godfrey's recent debut, and he looked—he beat David McCarty in like 19 seconds. It was scary. Um, it was uh, was it was that the fun I'm thinking of? No, he Seth- fought. He actually fought number five. He knocked out number five. God okay, right. But he looks um, scary doing it, right? Yeah. yeah, he looks scary doing it. And I believe, uh, shout out to another podcaster in the area, I believe it's Pisamises is the way you pronounce his last name. I could be wrong. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, George. I'm sorry, but it is uh, how I think I've been corrected to say it. Yeah, you know, I don't, I don't want to be calling him George Piss. <laughs> it's a tough George, one. George Piss, you know what I mean? I'm sorry, man. But, uh, um, but anything uh, we want to say much about this? I mean, like a, a, talking about thin divisions, here's one. One thing I did um, I did hear was maybe Jack Burke would be dropping down to light heavy. I could be wrong on that. Did you hear that same thing, uh, Travis? I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. He's got the build, too, because he's carrying around a little extra weight at heavyweight. You can definitely tell um, if he could trim down and become solid, it would be scary at light heavyweight. But then again, it's just one of those things where who do you fight? Where do we find light heavyweight? Some of these guys are probably natural middleweights that have moved up to light heavyweight because they can't find somebody at middleweight or or things like that. Um, really tough division to pick. And it's... <clears throat> One of the reasons we do these rankings, if you're a 205 pounder training in New England right now and looking to make your amateur debut, the the whole division is up for grabs. You know, it's not just to shine on all these guys that everyone knows. This division is up for grabs. 205 pounders training in New England. Contact your local promoter. Let's get this division going. Yeah, you don't have to be in New England to get on these rankings. You fight once in New England, and uh, I mean, you're in. You're in them if you perform well. So uh, let's get more people in the region, um, and let's get these promotions going, bringing in some talent to uh, you know thicken up these divisions, man. Um, I mean, some of them are real deep, and we're going to be getting to them very soon, but. Uh, these people want to see bang. They want to see these big guys bang. So we can get more of them in there. And I'm sure, you know, guys like uh, the dude out of Triforce, man, um, you know, making waves like that, want to know, can get you, you know, pretty far in the division, uh, just putting on a great fight. So, all right, guys, uh, yeah. well, go ahead. Last thing. No, I was just going to say, it's, it's one of those things, like I said, uh, with, with the heavyweight division as well, there's two guys, hammer and nail, and you got – a guy that makes his debut against a guy who's already got a fight and has already got a win and knocks him out. We're talking about him being the next guy in line for a title. Like yeah. that's how open. Yeah. That's how, and that a lot of divisions that like are going like that, you know, a knockout, a loss here and there that, I mean, the division, some of the divisions are so thick that, you know, you could drop a couple of spots like with just one loss because, you know, people are that close uh, to in these rankings in, in some of these uh, divisions here. So, all right, let's uh, move out to uh, middle heavy. Uh, what is it? Uh, middleweight, correct? Middleweight. All right, let me go find that sucker. Middle heavyweight. Middle heavyweight, yeah. It's my stutter. Is that cruiserweight? <laughs> well, middle heavy? Yeah, you imagine that they were getting a cruiserweight going and we can't even get a fucking uh, light heavyweight. Uh, so. Well, didn't I just see on the NEF card that the Rass Hilton fight against uh, Cody Lightfoot is being fought at a weight of 250 pounds, which I've never seen. Away that man. Where yeah, I don't know what's going on. All right, so um all right, let me move that. Let's get to the middleweights, and here we go. Um Colin Robinson on top. He moves up one spot. I love how you did that, Lars, with who moved up and uh, you know, the champs and uh who moved down and who just got on there. Um try uh Lars, if so, if someone just get on the rankings, what would uh what would it say? No rating, right? No uh no yeah. NR. All right, excellent. You you covered it at all here. So, guys, here we go. This is a pretty thick one. Um, you know, you got you know you got a, <laughs> you got a one and zero here, and uh, David Burke, and you got a one and one guy, and Joe uh, Peters at the end. But Brett Martin, two and zero, putting on a hurting. Um, just had his two fights this year, right? Or um, pretty, you know, soon back to back with Neff or something like that. A, a card. You know, skip the card, but you got some monsters on here. Let's talk about it. Colin Robinson at number one in a couple of spots, uh, moved up and down. Go for it, Lars. Yeah, it's it's definitely a top heavy top heavy division. Um, really, from number 
six up through one, they're all they're all studs. You know, Colin Robinson, he's five and one. He just won the Cage Titans Muay Thai uh, middleweight championship. Um, he holds the Valor FC middleweight championship out of Tennessee. He's fought overseas against some some killers. Um, he just beat you know Lamont Payne in that Muay Thai fight. And Lamont Payne had eleven fights. Muay Thai fights, and this was Colin's first Muay Thai fight. So the kid's a stud, training out of Worcester. Uh, and, you know, I think he deserves to be there. Spencer Payne's a scary dude, too, though. Uh, but Spencer Payne isn't as active. We don't see as much of him, so it's it's kind of tough to get a read on him. But every time he's been in the cage, he's looked, you know, scary. Um, and then in Jido for Ojuku, he's the current Cage Titans middleweight champ. And it, it looks like there's... Uh, a path to him and Colin Robinson facing off that belt in October. Um, so th that will be an awesome fight to see, but yeah, we got, we, we we're, we're littered with talent here in the 185 division. Uh, just yeah, a fight, a fight that you just mentioned, Lars, it's probably, it's been talked about for once it makes the cage, hopefully in October, almost a year that we've been talking about making uh Judy for and Colin. And I think that ultimately decides this division um and i think regardless of the outcome of that um we'll have a solid number one there for sure and uh with that if that fight happens and if that's what you know what's next for these two guys i would imagine the next step after that would be probably going to pro or or something like that i mean what's what's left to do i mean for colin robinson he'd be holding that title uh he'd be holding uh, the muay thai title he's uh number two ranked in the Gamma World uh, MMA, amateur MMA, um, and uh, you know, let's let's start getting these fucking guys paid. You know what I mean? So uh, there's two prospects right there, win or lose, either one in this title fight. They're both gonna make waves out there if they continue to, uh, you know, go that that route. So, um, guys, uh, great division here. I mean, uh, uh, who's uh, Jeff Reynolds? That kid's a that dude's a scary fucking dude. That could that dude any night. He could uh, he could beat anyone, depending on you know if he's at his best. Yeah, and he's one of the top guys. He's he's one of those guys that uh, like like again, he's the guy that's been in there with the the top of this division um, throughout, um, and he's above five hundred. We bumped him up another spot. We got a couple new guys in here, but uh, Jeff Reynolds deserves to be up at the top because he's been fighting guys up at the top. Yeah, he, his only two losses are to uh, number two and number three. Spencer yep. Payne and Gito for, um, so it's you know Spencer Payne he got he got KO'd and then Gito for into decision. But his most recent fight back in February NEF he beat David McCarty. Uh, Jeff Reynolds you know he's training with some a, a good team down there in Nashua at KTA, and um, you can tell that the the kid's got the mold to be a good fighter. So I think we're going to see you know Jeff Reynolds continue to go up these rankings until he turns pro. Excellent. And uh, if you're tuning in late, or I mean, we still got a ways to go here. Um, we've done the the heavyweights, the light heavyweights, middleweights now. Uh, we want to just let you know, Cage Titans dropped their poster tonight as far as their next card. And uh, and uh, stay tuned for a lot of matchups that we're talking about here that are going to end up, uh, you know, a lot of these fighters are going to be end up ending up on that card. A lot of these amateur fighters. So, uh, you know, stay, stay tuned to them and uh, what's going on with them. And, uh, you know, of course, Neff at the end of the month, uh, a lot of these fighters on here are fighting on that. So, you know, next time we do these rankings, there's going to be changes again. So uh, it's great that uh, activity has started up or has been started for a little while now. But, it, you know, it, it gives us an opportunity to really, uh, you know, put our minds together and, and try to make these as legit as possible. And they're not perfect. We expect some backlash a little bit here and there. Uh, but that's why they're here, and then we'll take that into uh, consideration the next time these rankings are made. So that's how, uh, you know, that's how the, the that's how the cookie crumbles in the you know at New England MMA. So with that said, guys, uh, move on to the welterweight, shall we? Let's do it. Let's go. I, I, oh, is that? Uh, yeah, I'm having a hard time because I can't fucking see shit. There they are. Okay. Hopefully I don't I don't leak a, a pro one here. That would suck. All right, so I'll start go. at the top with the, the reigning reigning defending Cage Titans 
amateur welterweight champion Jack Congdon. Um, five and zero. Oh, uh, although he did uh, make mention that he was probably going pro after his last fight. Um, that hasn't been confirmed. He has no fights confirmed, so he deserves the top spot here. Um, we got Mike Murray. Mike Murray won the NEF title. Um, let's see. We got Zach Faulkner, who is fighting at the next NEF against Curtis Ouellette for their title. We also have Brody McDougal, who called out Jack Congdon at the last Cage Titans after he knocked out a debuter and i don't remember who what his name was off the top of my head do you guys remember which one uh brody uh, ben that brody knocked out ben uh ben uh yes. ben bracco Bra- yeah bracco. Bracco. yes ben bracco um so yeah so they made mention of possibly if brody said if jack doesn't turn pro he'd like to fight him for the title but i actually thought about earlier today that you know if jack does go pro maybe Brody versus one of these guys on the list could make a great interim title. Um, so, yeah, this could uh, stir some things up, especially if number one turns pro. This thing can shake up in an instant. And uh, yeah, uh, you, you one def- guy I do really want to mention on here is Fabio Alano. Uh, number seven, he's a jiu-jitsu world champion three times over. He fought one of the guys that was on the middleweight, Lee McHugh. He was, I think, number four or five on our or five or six on our middleweight rankings. So Fabio Alano was impressive at Combat FC1. He walked through some punches, traded some punches, knocked down Lee. Lee knocked him down and then eventually got to the mat. And this kid's jujitsu is absolutely insane. And I was talking to one of our other guys, Jeff Clark, earlier tonight, and he had to ask me, was this an amateur fight or a pro fight? Because these two guys look like pros and Alano looks ready for the big time. And I know he's been big time in jiu-jitsu competitions and things, but this is his first time with the the MMA stuff, with the gloves, with my cat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm excited yeah. about Fabio Alano. That's a, that's a sexy kitty cat you got there. Uh, you got there. There's no shame in his game. He'll be <laughs> right around here all night. <laughs> uh, Lars, anything you uh, you want to give your input here? Yeah, man. I think this is one of the more intriguing rankings uh, of the whole bunch here, this weight class. And, you know, it's kind of crazy. With welterweight rankings, they're, they're very fluid. You know, guys go pro. They get pulled out. You got debut guys who look really good. You know, a lot of them don't have a ton of fights. It's much more difficult making these amateur rankings than it is the pro rankings. Um, but I really like this weight class here in New England because it's got a lot of really intriguing guys who still are undefeated. So like Jack Congdon, obviously he's a stud. He's the, uh, he's the clear cut number one. Uh, you know, Mike Murray, he was fought, it seems like every weight class, but he's, he's always held his own and done well. A couple of the guys that I really have my eye on are, you know, Brody McDougal, who's look, uh, both, both these guys, Brody McDougal and Kyle Hill have both looked really good, both training out of Nostos MMA under Devin Powell in Summersworth, New Hampshire. Uh, Bertie McDougal's looked like a, a killer his first two fights out there. And to Travis's point, Fabio Alano, uh, there's a lot of hype behind him. He's training at City Tong now in Boston, so hopefully he evolves his striking game because he was getting pieced up on the feet. Um, it was a back-and-forth war, but I think Lee McHugh is getting the better of Alano on the feet. But once it got to the mat, he, he showed what he is all about. And then another guy to keep your eye on is Sergei Parasunko. Um, you know, we had a tough time figuring out where Parasunko should be ranked because he's fought once at 170, twice at 160. We think he wants to be at lightweight, but uh, so we, we included him both. Um, you know, he probably could be ranked higher on the welterweight rankings here, but if he's undersized for the division, I think that kind of <laughs> knocked, knocked him down a little bit. But the kid's a killer, and you'll see where he's at coming up on the lightweight rankings as well. Hey, uh, just to let you know, I, I finally got some uh, some chatter here. I could see on my phone, and some people are, like, saying people will – this certain guy will dust Congdon and, and stuff like this. I don't know who it is. It, it could be – it could be Brett Casey in disguise on uh, <laughs> on YouTube, uh, stalk and pray here. But Maddie C's uh, chiming in. Uh, got Dan Walsh uh, chiming in from uh, Lausanne's there. 
Um, but that's cool. People are tuning in. Most people watch this the next day. Uh, I'd like to give a shout out to Cage Titans for uh, directing some of your traffic this way. Uh, I know your uh, Table Titans is usually Monday night, um, but um, you, you were gracious enough to kind of hold back and uh, let us have these tonight. So uh, with that said, guys, um, I want to just make a, a point about Sergey here. I mean, to get back at, uh, you know, trying to make these rankings, Sergey's 3-0. and He's fought once at 170. That was his debut. And then his next two fights were at catchweight at 160. I mean, it's hard to, I mean, if he fought all three of his fights at 170, then, you know, of course, uh, we, we could put him higher in the welterweight rankings here. But it's a, it's a you know, it's a catch-22 here. You know what I mean? There's some pure 170-pounders here, but... Um, you know, how do you look at that, Lars, when you're uh, trying to put names and rankings here, when guys are kind of fluctuating, stuck between a, a weight class? Yeah, I mean, there's no perfect science to it. It's kind of like the eye test and track record, what's your resume look like, who you're training with, um, do you make weight? You know, there's a lot of factors that go into it, but for the most part, how we break it down is like, all right, this guy fought and this guy fought, who would win? Um, yeah. you know, to, and some of them like have to bounce between a couple weight classes because, and this happens a lot in the Amis, um, guys are trying to find what their weight, their fight weight should be. And they're bouncing around between a couple different weight classes. And it, it makes this kind of difficult, but you know, if we can make an argument that they should be included in a certain weight class, we'll, we'll put them there. Um, you know, so Parasunko, technically he's never made 155, but he's made, statements to to fight at 155 and he's fought at 160 so like yeah fuck it throw him in there all right guys. yeah when you speak, when i spoke to josh belanger he's confident that he can make 55 <laughs> no problem um josh one of his coaches uh so my, my thing is like yeah like lars said if the two guys got in the cage together if eight and nine got in the cage together who would win if seven and eight got in the cage together who would win that's just what you kind of have to do it's got to be some eye tests you got to um, strength of schedule is kind of a big deal too, um, but yes, Sergey is a beast, and we're about to see it in the next division because um, ranking him in both divisions just seems necessary because he's such a beast. Excellent. And, and uh, uh, go ahead, Lars. And by the way, uh, Brett Casey is uh, is in the chat. He is the Showtime. He is the Showtime <laughs> guy. Showtime guy. Brett um, Casey uh, enters the chat. One, one, <laughs> one last thing. Uh, well, you better share this, Casey, because uh, your name might be on one of these fucking rankings here, so you better share this shit. Um, so, one last thing I want to say here about uh, Sergey is, um, you know, I talked to Josh. Josh uh, gave me some beans. He's uh, looking for Sergey to uh, have that 155-pound uh, title shot and then move up to 170 and hit that title shot. So uh, yes. he's looking to be double champ in uh, two divisions here. It's going to be a while when I interviewed him after. He's got some things to work on. He's in no rush. So uh, interesting. Very, very interesting here. So uh, anything uh, else before we move on? Yeah, I just want to reiterate again with the, with the Josh Belanger thing. He said this kid's different. And now Belanger's trained with a lot of, of New, uh, New England MMA's greatest. And... Uh, to just to say this kid's different, the way he acts, the way he shows up at the gym, the way he the, puts in work, the way he walks to the cage, the, the way he does what he does. I'm a big fan of Parasunko. Harry. Yeah, he, yeah well, well, I'll save my uh, my fluffing of him to the lightweight. All right, here we go. Here we go. Uh, yeah, let's drop that. All right, so uh, let me get to uh, where are we going? Lightweight, right? Yep. Yep. I need laser. I need laser. <laughs> Do we have an insurance plan here at New England MMA that we can hook Mr. Domenico up with some LASIK surgery? Yeah, I can't even get a fucking hat. Never mind LASIK surgery. Here we go. All right. I have to perform it, though. <laughs> ah, it's awesome. We'll do it live, Lars. All right, here we go. Uh, lightweight amateurs. Uh, here we go. Miguel Sevenson. Interesting about Miguel Sevenson. When we had our last rankings, I saw him making, um, you know, some chatter. I'll be on the next one. He'll be on the ah. next one. And boom, he's number one lightweight in New England with Parasunko right under him, guys. Let's talk about it. Yeah, that's your fight to make right there. There's yeah. your fight. 
He deserves it, dude. I mean, he went from not being ranked six months ago to number one. And when you, when you look at this list, there's a lot of studs on here, but, you know, Sevenson is, is, has shown insane improvement over the last few fights. And, you know, um, he did, he's fought some killers, too. I mean, he just beat Kyle Pufal, who's a stud, who's on, on these rankings. You know, Pufal's at number five, trains out of Nostos. You know, Sevenson, I think he's been training a little bit with Lozon, but his, his home gym is Lakeville MMA. Yep. So he's trained yeah. alongside Jack Condon. Um, and I think he probably sees a lot of Connor Matthews. And so he's training with some some really good guys. But, you know, uh, Sevenson is 3-0-1 in his last four. And he just grabbed the belt in a bloody war with Kyle Pufa. It was awesome. So he deserves to be there. Travis? Yeah, absolutely. I, I couldn't agree more. Um, two and three kind of make sense because they just fought, but uh, Sergey definitely got the best of Grady in that one. I don't know. There, there's, yeah. there's, there's so much to look at here. Um, again, again no, you know, Nosto's representing on here again with Kyle Pufal and RJ Janicek. I mean, yep. if there's one gym that's kind of like come on the scene i mean they, they've been around for a while but over the last the the amount of improvement in terms of the stable of fighters they have training at that gym over the last two or three years it's been crazy to see the, the products that devin powell's putting together and it's a lot of guys at lightweight and welterweight um and he, he, i think you know josh smith will be fighting on the next cage titans card is what Polbert just said tonight that guy looks really scary i mean he's got 10 guys under there most of them in the ami ranks uh, who are, you know, a lot of them have O's, uh, you know, yeah, behind, their, behind their record. <laughs> so it's shout out to Nostos and Devin Powell. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna eat up a lot of spots on the, the, these rankings, and deservedly so. I know he's got seven guys fighting on the NEF card uh, in Portland. So yeah, his guys got. Uh, not only are they on this list, they have an opportunity to move up these lists um in short time here at nef so and yeah this is this is good this is a great division um but it goes without saying that i have to mention number 10 number yes. 10 in this division happens to be a motorboat and son of a bitch <laughs> brandon motor boats our our fellow writer um and his two and oh will stand on our website <laughs> for the till the Dawn of my being <laughs> in another place. I don't care. No, it, it's just, uh, it, it, it goes without saying he's one of our guys. This list may not be um, as deep as we wanted it to be, but anyone wants to mess around with Mr. Boats, going to get motored. There you go, my man. <laughs> um, interesting thing here. Uh, Nuri Abra, you remember him fighting for the title against, um, you know, uh, who did he fight? Um, Pro now uh, from uh, yeah, Kanani. Yes, Noel Kanani. And uh, I, yes. I believe Abra. I, I believe Abra was like two or three at the at that time, and uh, he's now four. he's four. Now he drops four spots. I love how you did that, showing how many spots they dropped. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> no, you know, also like if you can count, it's awesome. I know, like like colors and numbers are the best. Yeah. Uh, uh, but you know, RJ Janicek dropped three spots and he hasn't fought. And I don't, I don't believe he's fought since our last rankings came out, you know, so we did have him ranked at three, but you know, with Parasanko shooting up the rankings with, with Pufal shooting up the rankings with, um, you know, Mike Murray, you know, it just by default, if you are stagnant and you're not fighting, Guys are going to leapfrog you, and that's kind of what happened with him. But he's still he's still a stud and got a ton of talent, so don't overlook him. Yeah, there's a ton of matchups here that could be made. Um, so very I mean, deep division. Yeah, it's, it's nice. Yeah. Uh, any last words, guys, uh, before we move, move on? No. Nope. Here we go. All right, let me get to uh, featherweights now. What I should have done was take these out. As I uh, got done with them, but I'm not that smart. I do want to say we're making excellent time, and that we, is not like we us. are. I we definitely are. We kind of started on time, and wait uh, until the ambulance doesn't show up or the stream <laughs> goes down, and then 
Everything's at the clock. No, I think we're yeah. going good. I got fucking comments here and everything. It's kind of cool. Uh, thank God for Brett Casey for coming on. All right, um, here we go. Featherweights. Shane Dory, um, who is, uh, he gave away his title uh, to become a pro, but he's not made his pro debut yet. And uh, we don't know what's going on there. So, Lars, is that is the reason why he is uh, number one? Yeah, you know, it's one of those things where he said he's going to go pro, but he doesn't have any pro fights lined up. So, um, you know, I think he still deserves to be in there. Once you announce, like, you're going pro and you have a fight lined up, that's when we pull you out. But until that's happened, you're technically still an amateur. Um, so, yeah, Shane Doherty, he was number one last time. Uh, he's not going anywhere. Granted, he gave up his belt when he made the announcement he's going pro and Marcel Romero, number two, went and grabbed it after beating uh, number four, Arthur Mpofu. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Doherty belongs there, but he probably won't be there for long. Romero is the clear-cut number one, in my opinion. I personally have not seen Tavon Thomas fight. I think he's fought at Reality or Ammo. Uh, so I don't know much about him, but, you know, his record and his strength of schedule looks good, so that gave him the number three slot. You know. His his last fight he uh beat Ant uh Ant from um from underdog yeah from underdog believed uh KO'd him TKO'd him um and he's beat a lot of really good fight fighters I think he might have fought um nah maybe I'm wrong he he's fought, if you look on his uh you know on our uh if you look up his name on our website it shows that he fought a couple of really good studs uh so uh he's no joke yeah we got it. And then, um, and, uh, shout, out, shout out to Dan Walsh. Dan Walsh was apparently in the comments, so um, he's still on the list, or he's on the list again at the probably the same rank he was last time. I think that's what the two dots mean. Why? What, <laughs> why? What's going on? What, what is he saying here? Is he... No, I, apparently he's, he said something about him showing up in the comments. So, um, oh, Steve, Dan my Walsh, my last, there's your spot. My last fight was at one forty-five. Oh, he didn't know he was going to be on, or what was he saying? I don't know. I, I, so we got Brett. You're coming up with. We got you at 135, but maybe you should be at 145 if you're saying your fight was at 45. Maybe we we missed that. Why? What but happened? Right. What's going on? Don't worry about it. You're on it. I missed it. Rob, Brett Casey's saying his um his fight was at 45. Yeah. Oh, would you have him on 155? I got him at 35. Oh yeah, he's, he's a up. he's a featherweight. He's a featherweight. Well, all right, gotta cut a little bit more weight. Yeah, I mean, well, that's what I expect out of. All him. right, then we're this we're, <laughs> we're talking future here. All right, uh, all right. So here anyway. we so oh so he. Wants I, don't know. I I expect I expect him to clear out like the the lobby at a McDonald's after Cage Titans <laughs> one night. Like well, when, uh, when we're in there, I think that's a that's a Brett Brett Casey statement piece. Hey, listen, Brett Casey's already like matching his next fight. I mean, he's got to fight. No, he's. He's got to yeah, fight this out. Anyone. So right now he's saying him against Cat, uh, 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 Jay Caskey. Um, for the, that for, would be a banger. For hopefully, I would imagine, I would imagine the next Cage Titans card because uh, that would be a month removed from, uh, you know, Casey's got to get the work done this Saturday, but it would be a month removed uh, from his his fight on Saturday. Or you know, no, line a, it up. a little over. Line it up. So Mike Colbert, uh, we just made a fight for you. I, Brett Casey versus Jace Caskey, what, August or October? Uh, I think, uh, I, th I would say October. it has to be August because uh, Brett's fighting uh, at Combat FC in October. So uh, I, got, I got the beans everywhere here. So, um, yeah. yeah. So that's a fight right there. Well, we're going to see how Brett does this Saturday, man. Um, you know, we know Jake is, uh, he's a great wrestler. He fought Dan Walsh. Even uh, Dan did win that fight, but uh, Jake did come back and get a, a victory uh not not too long ago that could be a um a little debate there dan walsh and Kat Kasky, they could uh they could switch places here i mean walsh did did beat them you know if we were if we're ranking 11 featherweights here we would have it would go 7 8 9 9 9 <laughs> dan walsh jake Kasky, and brett casey all tied at number 9 yeah but our hands were tied Somebody's going to drop. And then we should have a one-on-one-on-one -on -one -on -one tournament with them. Just one fight, though. They're all in the cage at the same time, fighting each other. Well, I'm sure. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm tables, sure, ladders, chairs. I'm sure Brett <laughs> would fucking love that. I, I bet he would yeah, love that. Yeah, tables, ladders, chairs, definitely. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. So uh, anything left with this? Um, 
Brandon DeMora. I know he has a fight coming up. I'm not sure who it's yeah, for. Yeah, Andy said he's training for a fight. Okay. Randy Francis, uh, he just had a fight for reality. He uh, submitted one of the Leighton twins uh, there. So that's a, when the hell is that guy making pro? I mean, Jesus, 15 amateur fights. I was saying, 14, 15 amateur fights. Hey, me medicals are more stringent when you go pro. Like it's <laughs> strategy. All right. And, and I want to go out. I want to go out and say something too. Really, if you think about it, the grand scheme of things, the pay scale on on the New England level, from what I've seen, um, pro, it, it, you make more money in sponsorships as an amateur, almost, and selling tickets than you than you would go in pro. So, like, if you're not. If you're not, your aspirations aren't the UFC or Bellator, or, you know, sometimes it just doesn't make any sense to go pro if you're still testing yourself in the waters of the amateurs, you know, whatever. It, it, it's, there's different careers out there. There's different career paths for everyone. Um, I don't know. You know, it's just one of those things. Excellent. Uh, so shall we move on to the bandweights? We shall. Um, and, uh, all right, let me get this up and, uh, let me find him. Who's this yelling at me? Nobody. Oh, I found that and right off the bat. Awesome. So this is the one where you have Brett Casey in there. We're going to have to change that. Uh, kick him the fuck out of there. He's, he's not in the rankings this year. <laughs> well, okay. He'll it's going to be short lived, Brett. He'll understand. He'll understand. Yeah, but 24 hours. <laughs> can, we have a, can we have a New England BMF title between him and Caskey? Uh, that's just fitting. That, uh, listen, if that fight happens, the chatter that is going to go on between those guys, man, is going to be echo, epic. I got to get them on the podcast who, at the same say? time. Brett and who? Brett and, uh, and, and Caskey. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I got to get them both on the podcast at the <laughs> same time. That'll be fucking it, phenomenal. It's a no-brainer. Yeah. I mean, yeah, write, no -brainer. write it down. Book it for Cage Titans, October. Let's go. So, so here's uh, what Brett Casey is saying. He said he made eleven grand off it. the IRS. Better not be listening to this. He made eleven grand off his his ammo fucking uh, his ammo amateur debut, which I yeah because the Caseys are royalty in Western Massachusetts. That's just how it is, dude. Man, he'll bring they the go out and fight. People are throwing money down in front of them. They haven't right. So, so, I mean, they haven't riots. Riots in the hey, audience. The Riots in the audience. Holy shit. Um, all right, guys. Uh, what are we saying here? All right, man. We got a bunch of fucking, uh, bunch of things going yeah, on we got, here. We got Tom, Thomas up, up at the top. And uh, I believe that his win at reality claimed him the title, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, so that's why he's up there. Um, Arthur and Pufu... Uh, he had a fight announcement against somebody we're going to be seeing in the next slide. Um, not going to reveal where. However, um, he's going to be fighting uh, Tyler Butterknife Smythe uh, coming up on a Cage Titans event near you. Um, so that that very well could shake up some things in not just the flyweight division but the bantamweight division. Um, but yeah, we got a we got Brett Casey. <laughs> one and zero, Brett Casey. Going to be two and zero after this weekend. Um, got him at number nine. Um, look out, thirty fivers, forty fivers, anyone in his way. He'll, he's coming. He, he'll fight any weight class. He don't give a fuck. Um, but uh, that's a. I mean, yeah, we got to get him that fuck out of there. Uh, but so, yeah. so uh, Boats just messaged the conversation and said Thomas Tavon Thomas, who we have at number one here as well as Mr. Boats, both have a common opponent and a win over Gage Luby. No so. shit. Just so, Gage Luby just won by KO last week. Get the fuck out of here. Oh, my Jesus. Oh my uh, this Okay, Tapology. If he won by KO, you got to give him his record back. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> According to Tapology, hey, this guy has did he, did, no path to victory. Did he fight himself? He might have done it. He might have not... have got... He might have got Brendan his win back. He might have knocked himself out last week. What happened? You know what I mean? That's you know very well. It, it doesn't say who his it doesn't say who his opponent was. His opponent very well could have been his other tapology profile, and somehow one knocked the other out. Fucking oh my god! Um, showtime four thirteen. Follow Brett Casey on fucking YouTube. Kid, don't shut up. He's, fuck, he's got the beans <laughs> no, on him. Saw, I, 
Back, back to the uh, this year. You know, Thomas, I don't know too much about, but he's got a killer record. Um, you know, Gunter was top ranked. He dropped. He lost a fight recently. His last two fights, I believe, he's dropped two in a row. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he dropped a few spots. Mpofu, who seems to, uh, you know, always be on these rankings. Um, he... Uh, and then obviously Valdino is a stud. He's fought some really good guys. He's dropped a little bit. Mike Dormy, who wasn't ranked previously, we saw him fight a Cage Titans a few weekends ago, and he looked impressive. So really, um, you know, yeah, a, a Dan guy, Dubuque's guy, right? Yeah, yeah. Dan Dubuque understudy, tough getting fights for him. He came out and showed up in, in a tough mm-hmm. fight and, and looked really good. So he's making an appearance as well. And, uh, you know, so... It's got a lot of question marks in this in this division, if you ask me. I don't know too much about some of these guys, but you know, uh, I think we, I think we got them as as accurate as we could. Uh, but you mentioned author Travis that will be making yep. um, an appearance on August twenty seventh. Yeah, so he's so he went like we mentioned earlier. He went up and uh, challenged Ro, uh, Marcel Romero for the fe- vacant featherweight title. It used to be Shane Doherty's. Now he is defending his bantamweight title against Tyler Smythe, who just won the Cage Titans flyweight title at the last event. Well, there you go. Um, I want that Brett Casey fucking and Kasky fight, man. Uh, with that said, yeah. are, are we moving on to our uh, next to the final uh, rankings with our flyweights? Flyweights and then women's and then the women's and then we'll talk about how difficult it is to rank that. All right, let me uh find this. All right, so I'm gonna kick this one off because we just mentioned him. Um, Tyler Butterknife Smythe, he's a champ, champ. He has to come in second though because Nate Russell has been the guy at, at the top for a while, and you got you want to be the man, you got to beat the man. Um, and Tyler Smythe has done all but that. Um, claiming two titles, one for NEF and one for Cage Titans. Um, Nate Russell turns pro, or whatever happens with Nate Russell, fights out of uh, fights out of the um, region a couple times. This is uh, Tyler's um, this is Tyler's spot to grab. He's five and zero in the New England region. Um, his two losses came outside of the region. So really, if you put it together like that. Um, he could very well be 5-0 and had he only fought in New England. But he's tested himself outside the waters, which is a great thing for somebody who's a flyweight where it's hard to find matchups. And uh, turning pro, you want to get as much uh, you know competition as possible. So he's done that, gone outside the region, really good for him. Then we got Joe Poirier, who is as good as it comes, but he's just fallen short to the top two guys. Like... Uh, that, that's just what his two losses are to one and two. Um, but he's a beast. Um, as his shirt said, the last fight, the uh, world's biggest flyweight, um, big dude, um, and has all the potential in the world. He's got age on his side too. So I have no doubt saying that he will one day be atop these rankings. Um, Tyler Smythe's also very young. They're both, uh, 24 and 25. So that could be a battle that goes on for a little while here in new England, um Caleb Austin another guy who's uh got a great wrestling pedigree um has done his thing um a loss sends him down a a little bit in the rankings but then the rest of it really here could be shaken up any which way just as you would expect the flyweight division to be 125 pounds light guys don't always have the the I mean we got a top heavy division and we don't always have the the clear cuts uh you know six through ten um, one name on there that stands out to me, Josh Medeiros, that kid is a, a stud. I think his only loss was to Valdina. Um, and that was fighting uh, out of his weight class. Cause, uh, is that his natural, is that where he wants to be? You would think a flyweight or was he, uh, guys. Yeah. Yeah. He's, uh, he's on the smaller side. I think flyweight's where he belongs. Yeah. Uh, AJ Barton. I think he fought, uh, Gunther for the Donnybrook title. Uh, I think it was for the, was it for the Bantamweight or the Fly? What, what title was that for? I think or it f- was. Was it a title fight or what? I don't think it was a title fight. I it think was, it, was, it was like a weird last minute replacement, I believe. Um, I'll say right here one second. 
That was at 145. Um, yeah, because I think Barton came in heavy or, you know, and it was... But, yeah, it was, it was like last minute. Yeah. So obviously he couldn't make weight. But he did fight in 2020 at 125. So we included him in these rankings, assuming he would be able to make that weight again. Um, and we need to round out. It's not too deep of a, a weight weight division here in the New England region. So we, we need to kind of, when you got a one and oh guy at number 10, you got to kind of, you know, yeah. throw some stuff in when you can. But, and, you know, it's, it's, you know, I think this is interesting because those top four uh, are well-established in the region. People know who they are, you know, and Nate Russell and Smythe, like you, you, you could argue for either one of those guys to be top ranked in the division. Yeah. Um, but Nate Russell has been around a long time. He's fought a lot of killers. He, uh, I think he's won, what, two or three? I think this last, like, four, he might be three and one, something like that. Uh, but I'd love to see Smythe and Russell go at it, two very experienced, high-level amateurs who probably should be making their pro debuts in the next year or so. Yeah. Uh, and then Poirier, I think he's got some more evolving to do. Kid's a stud, he's got all the tools. But, you know, uh, when he fought Russell, he got taken down and didn't have much for his ground game. Um and Smythe seemed to have success on the mat with him as well. But the, the kid's got a ton of potential. He's training at Lozon MMA now. He's got, you know, he's got the build to, to be successful at the next level. You know, if he can round out his game, he's got, uh, he's got a bright future ahead of him. Tyler Smythe is definitely the, uh, um, the he's in the making to be something special here. That dude has heart of, heart of steel. Fought a Muay Thai fight uh, out of his kind of, uh, you know, out of it, you know, not his thing. And uh, he performed very well. And then he comes into hostile territory and uh, he submits uh, Poirier, man, in front of, uh, you know, that crowd. That kid's a stud. Um, he's he's going to go far. That kid is definitely, he's just got that game plan. And his uh, his heart and his his gas tank is fucking phenomenal, man. Yeah, he's gas pedal all the time. Um, even in his Muay Thai fight, you could see it was just straight moving forward, um, putting pressure on, and letting his gas tank do the work. And, uh, yeah, he's impressive. Uh, I'd like to go back and look at the two fights that he lost out of, outside of the region and see where the guys are that he fought now. Um, I think I think, um, I think it was a re- I think I think it was a re- I think it was a rematch. I think the first, yeah, I think the I think the first one went to a decision, and the second one, I think, um, uh, I think he, I think Tyler yeah, submitted, submitted yeah, real quick, yeah, real quick. Okay, and um, yeah, I think I remember it being a rematch. I just don't think I've ever seen the fights, so the kid must be a stud because Tyler's clearly a stud. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And uh, we did speak about Tyler moving up to uh, challenge for that uh, that bantamweight title, and I would imagine if uh, you know win or lose with that fight. He'll be thinking about uh, turning pro towards the end of the year or early 2023. I think it's time for that kid. I mean, unless he wants to defend titles and just, you know, shopping his tools even more. But that kid's a fucking stud. I think I remember looking it up. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think he's 24. And I want to say Joe Poria was 25 when they fought. And I was thinking that Joe Poria was, like, vastly younger than than Tyler. But... Just because of Tyler's record, he's he's shown a lot of ability and a, a, a quick schedule and a, the the need to want to go out there and actually achieve some some serious shit in New England MMA. So, two belts, pretty impressive. Excellent. Um, anything else you want to uh, address in this uh, in this weight class before we move on to the women and wrap it up? I think we're ready for the women. Let's go. And one of those. Another difficult um, division to rank because there is nobody in it. So right. uh, let me yeah. see. There it is. <laughs> uh, but there are some movement. There are some a uh, couple of new ones on uh, the rankings. So uh, because some uh, couple of have turned pro women that were on this. So uh, yeah. and we'll, of course we said we would be doing the pro tomorrow. So with that said, uh, the pound for pound best amateur women in New England right here. Uh, Ashley Barrett on top, uh, no movement, right? That's where she was before as far as uh, um, amateur. Yep. Yep, that's yep. where she was, and no one's come and taken it from her. So um, in a tough division like this, that's uh, come get it. It's Ashley's to lose. 
I'm not familiar with uh, Brianna Sargent. Uh, can someone fill me in on her? I believe she's a Vermont-based fighter, um, if I'm not mistaken. Fighting, so fighting, yeah. fighting Donnybrook in uh, Donnybrook area, kind of? Donnybrook and maybe even uh, the formal uh, Randy oh, okay. promotion out there. Do we still keep them records active? Uh, like they, uh... Yeah, they're, they're, they're fights. All right. Then. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> yeah, we and got... It, 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 goes to, it goes to Aaron Johnson at three, which could very well be one because they've actually gone outside of the region to find her opponents to try to test her skills. Um, obviously, trains with Connor Matthews and is a prospect, regardless of what her record says. That's why we have her here at three, because she's being put through the the ringer here at cage titans early in her amateur career where she's fought some good good athletic competition um this girl she just fought from syndicate uh jay perrin in her corner um it was a tough tough fight uh very similar to her fight that she had uh previously with anna crutchfield both of those amateurs that she fought are high high level amateurs so the one and two record is kind of deceiving because if these other girls had been fighting the competition type of competition that Aaron had, there's a very good chance that they would not have withstood as well as Aaron had. And Aaron's lost two decisions. She just needs to be a little bit more active, um, trust her striking a little bit more, and actually commit to um, to her game. But that's what it's it's going to help her. She's fought tough competition. She's going to get that learn on the fly. She's a young girl that will eventually become pro and that record will go away and she'll be better for the test that she's faced in the cage Titans cage for sure. Excellent. Excellent. Um, big, uh, round of applause for Erica Valentin who had a phenomenal knockout at uh, reality fighting a crowd roaring knockout, a very emotional night, uh, for her and her team, for her getting her first win. She is, uh, she is fought, uh, Ashley Barrett, the number one here. Right. Uh, yeah, Erica is not afraid to throw down. She's getting better and better every day. That woman is constantly, constantly, constantly in the gym and just improving. So I can't wait to see what's next for her. I know she's got a grappling uh, match coming up, uh, you know, not too far away from here. But I'm sure she'll be getting in that MMA cage again and uh, just taking off from uh, that fabulous knockout. Good for her. Um, she's a very good ambassador for the women's MMA uh, in New England. So um, awesome for her. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, and I think, you know, um, so Ashley Barrett deserves to be up there. Brianna Sargent actually is from Connecticut. She's fought for ammo and reality. Uh, she recently beat Erica Valentin uh, back in March of this year um, and lost to Ashley Barrett at reality. So I think we got those rankings right. But, you know, Barrett, she's looked like a killer her her four fights and is, only seems to be improving. Obviously, Aaron Johnson's got a lot of talent, and she's fought some stiff competition, so you're, you're spot on with that, Travis. Uh, but it's a pretty thin division. Um, you know, we just, we're not seeing as many amateur female fights as we did pre-COVID. Uh, usually, you oh. could see at least, you know, a couple on every card. Now we're seeing maybe one every three cards. So I'm not sure if like women just didn't go back to the gym after COVID or, but you know, it makes me question the direction that the, uh, the women's divisions are heading in New England, not so much the pros, but eventually when the pros retire out or move on, you know, it's up to the amateurs to kind of fill those spots. And we just don't have a very deep division here in New England. I, I couldn't come up with any other fighters in the region that were, the female that were fighting here and uh, who had you know, at least a win. So it was, uh, it was kind of difficult, but. Uh, and then know, we also we have to limit ourselves with how long these people have been laid off. There are other girls that have fought in the region that could be on here, but have been laid off for so long that it just doesn't make sense to rank them in the active competition. Mm -hmm. Definitely. I Chelsea Tucker, you know? Right. Yeah. Yes. So it's, you know what? I think uh, Ashley Barrett's the clear-cut number one. I, I I can't see anybody arguing that she's she's legit. Excellent. And yep. uh, yeah, like you said, a lot of it, and some of these uh, women here, it's tough to get them fights because, uh, like you said, Erin Johnson, no one wants to fight her in the region because uh, you know that's why they're shipping people in. 
and, uh, you know, ship more people in. Ship more of them in. And, uh, you know, if one of them gets a win, they're on our rankings. So, uh, and then somebody's after their head in New England or whatever. But I'm seeing a lot of women training. I'm seeing a lot of women training. And I think um, there's going to be a time when we're going to get a few of them at once ready to do something. Not me, not necessarily fighting all on the same card or all in the same month on different, you know, different promotions. But I think in the next few months, uh, you know, four to six months, I think we're going to have uh, more women sprouting out as far as making their, uh, their amateur debuts. Um, because some of, I mean, we see a ton of them in the Muay Thai, the Muay Thai reigns. And, um, and a ton of them girls fighting Muay Thai fights are doing jiu-jitsu also. So, um, you know, there's a lot of them making waves with their hands. They're just not putting it together and, uh, you know, getting into the mixed martial arts. But I think that's going to change down the line because some of these girls here, um, I looked up to by these uh, other women, and they're training with these, uh, these, these women on here. And, uh, you know, I think we're going to see some of them. And if we don't, we're going to have to push it. And get it done. Start, uh, you know, supporting more of these, uh, whoever these women are out here on this list. And, uh, you know, just, you know, showing more of them off. Because we, we don't, there's not enough women on any of these highlights or anything like that. So uh, we need more. We need more, 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 yeah, more. Yeah, I, I also want to add that um, Amanda Fer Ferreira or Ferreira, however you say it, from KTA, um, she's got a, a, a fight coming up outside of the region, uh, an amateur MMA fight, which would probably be her first, I think. Um, she's fought Muay Thai competition in the past, um, trains with Walter Cotito Smith and uh, Joey uh, Gomez over there at KTA in Nashua. So she could possibly make an appearance. Uh, she gets a win under her belt in the MMA ranks and possibly come back here to New England. I think any influx of female talent um, into the region would be excellent. Um, so if you got to go outside the region to find some competition and come back for more, do what you got to do. But um, I encourage as many women to get in the cage as possible because, uh, again, these rankings are totally up for grabs. And if we can only rank seven, there's three spots for women who are training right now who are thinking what would it be like to take an amateur fight. Exactly. And uh, like – like we've uh, shown on some of these other rankings, you only need one win to make them uh, in some of these divisions. So let's get your name in uh, black and orange up here. <laughs> um, with that said, yeah, and as far as Amanda, Amanda's fight is Sunday. I do believe yep. her fight is Sunday. So um, I want to get a word with her. I'm going to try to message her and, uh, you know, talk about that experience. I would imagine that team's going to be traveling. Oh, do you know where they're fighting? Uh, what state they're fighting in? Isn't it Illinois? So I, I don't know. I would imagine they're. I want to say it's Illinois. I've seen so many things on my feed recently, and I just can't necessarily decipher the ones that um, I haven't seen within the last day or so. Yeah, so um, I, I don't know if they're driving, flying. Uh, I would imagine if they're flying or driving, there's only going to be a two, two or three making the trip uh, with her. Yeah, you would see her in a couple corners. Yeah, so, um, you know, all the power to her. I'll try to get a interview with her about the experience coming up but uh yeah guys, definitely book her she talked to me at combat fc and said she wanted to, to talk yeah to you me. know what i was supposed to talk to her before that um and she had we were like a i think a week and a half out from her fight to talk about her last fight she was supposed to have an mma fight out of state and the girl yeah. the girl pulled out on her there so i think uh, you know i've been kind of waiting to last minute because you know how these fucking fights uh, go. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like they, they, so yeah, I'll definitely get a word with her. So with that said, guys, uh, I think we uh, stay with our limit here. Uh, went about an hour and five minutes. Uh, now counting the, the, um, you know, the, the time that we let tick away, like four minutes in the beginning. So perfect timing, guys. Anything you would like to recap, uh, say before, um, you know, we call it a night and come back tomorrow, same time to uh, do the pro. One thing I want to say. Uh, if you got a problem with uh, the rankings, anything you want to say, uh, you know, make comments about it. Um, you know, make them on the feed that we uh, shared the Facebook. Make them in person. Uh, we're going to be sending out these rankings. If you have a problem with chatter, if you think you should be on them, if you think you should be higher, um, this is where we need your input, and that's when people uh, listen. And you know what I mean. Go ahead. Or, yeah, or you can skip the middleman. Skip the middleman and just call the promoter. Yeah, let's get these fights going. You think you're better than the guy in front of you, fucking? Let's see it. Let's see it. Let's go. 
Guide logs. If you got a problem with the rankings, uh, find Jarrett Kelly on Facebook and direct message him. Yeah, that's the man. Yeah, yeah. He's the, Jared he's, Kelly. Yeah, he's the guy to talk to. That yes. <laughs> He's, he's taking all that information. He's the one. He's the one that he's missed gonna... it. He's the one that had put Brett Brett Casey on the bantamweight uh, rankings. He fucked that up. So yeah. So uh, with yeah, that said, all this wrong. Jared, that's Jared Kelly. <laughs> Jay <Double>. Kelly. <laughs> Shut up, mom. Oh, oh. Uh, well, that's tomorrow night. Uh, Don Shanus is in the house. Don Shanus is very, very interested in these rankings that are coming out tomorrow. As- as he should be. And Don Shanus, um, my boy, uh, before we turn it off uh, here, because maybe you can make a poster in a night, Lars, he's asking for how about pound for pound uh, men's pro rankings? <laughs> Uh, we could probably do that. I, is, think we can pull I that could out. probably do it. We could probably do it off the top of our heads for crazy. Well, that's right. Listen, yeah. listen. That's what Fuck I said. Listen, that's what I said that we'll probably do tomorrow. That'll have, yeah. you know, well, we'll, we that. we'll vote. The, we'll vote on it live. We'll have people. The, I'll tell you, you probably top two on our list. Don, add everyone onto your chat and tell them to tune in tomorrow because we will have a vote at the end of the night on who the pound for pound. We'll give our pound for pound and then we'll have a vote. On uh, fa- on Facebook or whatever here. Yeah, we'll do it. We'll do the pound for pound. Caution to the wind. I've got to hey Lars, Lars, why don't we just do that? Why don't we just send out one pound for pound best fucking uh, you know fight? Let everyone vote on it or something. You know well, what I mean? Send out a pound for pound. Go pound sand. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, but will will Don Sheamus be ranked number one in two weight divisions? Will Billy Gaw be ranked number one in two weight divisions? I don't know. I haven't even looked at the rankings. Tune in. We'll find out tomorrow. You, suspense. you better look He's at them. Me. Tune in tomorrow, 8 p.m., where we huh? start with the heavyweights and work our way down. So 8 p.m. tomorrow, YouTube, same bat time, same bat channel. Guys, anything you want to say before we uh, get going here? And don't hang up on me. So go ahead. <laughs> uh, Travis has a good kitty. I slept with right? that kitty right there. I slept with that kitty. <laughs> no, I'm good, man. Tune in tomorrow night, 8 o'clock. Uh, I think the pro me- pro rankings are definitely more intriguing and will uh, probably turn some more heads more so than the amateur rankings. But uh, Yeah, a.k.a. Yeah. piss some people off, but that's what we're here to do. We're exactly. not here to make friends. Exactly, man. <laughs> and there will be reasoning beyond behind these rankings, and we'll be explaining them as we're uh, dropping them. So with that said, guys, yeah. uh, like I said, don't take off. I'm just going to uh, get the hell out of here and uh, and tune in tomorrow. With yeah, that said. If you got a problem with the rankings, sign into Jared Kelly's DM. Yes. Subscribe and share uh, New England That's MMA. Jared with one T. Yes. yes. <laughs> Kelly with one E. Yes. Yes. With Jared that said, Kelly. We fucking on all platforms. Out of here. <laughs>